Welcome to the Date With Sense podcast. This is the place you come to have a fun, fruitful, and forward-moving dating experience towards marriage, or whatever your desired romantic constellation. I am your host, Taurus Sense, and I am here to help you, as a high-achieving woman of faith, attract quality marriage-minded men and confidently date for the romantic partnership you desire. And on this podcast, I'll be sharing my best practical tips, tools, and advice on how to transform your love life from the inside out so that you attract the best men and have the best dating experiences. You're already well-educated and well-paid. Now is a time for you to also be well-loved. Hey, girl, welcome back to the Day with Sense podcast. I missed you. Last week I took off because I needed to take some time to rest, especially after Hot Girl Summer and how lit that was and enrolling all the ladies into formation, which is the new program that I have uh, created for women who really want to do the work necessary to lay the foundation to be ready to create love. I didn't realize we would have so many people enroll. (laughs) So I have just been resting and relaxing and now I'm back. I'm back and uh, yeah, just got some more great content for you. And I hope you guys enjoyed your 4th of July, whatever beliefs you have around it. I hope you ate good. (laughs) I know I did. Shout out to Coach Winnie, who came down to Texas and invited me to one of her infamous Cameroonian events. Love Cameroonian people. Had such a great time. The barbecue, the food, the people, uh, the dancing, the songs, music, like all of that was awesome. And speaking of awesome, Your reviews that have been coming in for the podcast have been awesome. And I really, really appreciate you guys taking out the time to put reviews down. Uh, Today, I want to read a review from her name ends with Kumba. And she states, she's like, this podcast will rock your world. I found Tora on Instagram and was so excited to learn that she has a podcast. It contains honest to God, great dating advice. I am learning so much about being intentional with my dating life. Actually taking control of it is quite liberating and exciting. Do yourself a favor, have a listen and take notes. Thank you, Queen. I appreciate that review and um, looking forward to future ones. Today... I want to talk about the objectification of men. Big topic (laughs) that I always talk about and uh, why it's so problematic and how to stop doing it if you want to create deeper connections with men. And when I say it's a big topic, I am always talking about this, maybe on a daily basis. I am talking about this or like coaching someone on this because so many women participate in it. And they don't realize it, but it's like one of the major reasons why they're not having much success in creating amazing relationships with high quality men. Now, if you're a student of my work, you more than likely already know what I'm talking about. 
And you're probably already doing the work to not engage in this type of behavior. But for those of you who are new to me and my work, you're probably wondering what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> like, what is the objectification of men? What do you mean? So I'm going to be breaking it down for you in the podcast. But first, I want to start with something you might be familiar with to help you connect the dots. So as women, it is common for us to complain that men are objectifying us for our bodies and sex. Like we like to complain about that. And because we hate that shit, right? We want to be seen for more than our breasts, more than our thighs and our ass. Like we want to be valued for more than what's between our legs. We want to be known and loved for who we are as women and not for what our bodies can do for men, right? Of course, that makes sense to you. Well, ironically, we objectify men just as much as men objectify us, if not even more, okay? And the thing is, we're not objectifying them for sex, though. I mean, I mean, some of us are. <laughs> some of us are doing that. <laughs> but for the most part, we're not objectifying them for sex. We're objectifying men for relationships. And here's what it looks like when we objectify men for relationships. We don't want to engage or interact with men who we don't believe could possibly be our boyfriends could possibly be husband material. So for example, we out, we about, right? We looking good AF and a man, you know, he's looking as if he's about to approach us. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> if we look at this man and we can't see ourselves being romantically interested, what we do is we do our best to avoid eye contact. Or shift our body language to signal that we don't even want to be bothered. Right. And even if we choose to interact with this man that we're not romantically intrigued by, if he isn't our type, we find ourselves very disengaged, very uh, nonchalant, very bored with them in the interaction, in the conversation. Okay. So that's one way that like the, how we, how it's manifested, how objectifying men is manifested. Also, objectification of men looks like us not wanting to, quote unquote, waste time getting to know men who may not meet our list criteria or who aren't ready to move us into a committed relationship. We hear it all the time. Or you might have said it like, I just don't want to waste my time. I just don't, you know, I got time for this. I, ain't, I don't want to waste my time. We hear that and many of us have said it. So in order to not, quote unquote, waste our time, we might ask a bunch of questions up front to find out if he's a viable candidate for marriage <laughs> within like the first week of meeting. And if we decide he isn't a viable candidate, like like we start to lose interest or cut ties with him. And we'll be like, you know, we'll ask questions like, what's your intentions? Where do you see us going? Do you want any kids? Why did your last relationship end? 
How's your relationship with your parents? What have you done to heal your childhood trauma? (laughs) And like, we think that those are like questions that we need to be asking to see if it's a good fit. But when in reality, it's can you be my man is literally what you're asking versus like, hey, I just met you. Let's connect. I want to connect with you. I want to know who you are. Um, or another example is if we decide if he's a viable candidate, we're like, all right, I think he's a candidate, girl. If we decide that he's a candidate for a relationship or, you know, commitment or marriage, then we get to the point where we're like, well, shoot, he need to be calling me daily because I need to, I need to get to know him. Um, he need to set up some more dates because I need to get to know him. And we really, act like it's to get to know him, but really it's for us to show us so that we can feel secure that the relationship is progressing. That's what we do it for. Like we need to know and be secure that this relationship with this man that I really like is progressing in the direction that I want it in. And we like to know all his intentions up front. And if he doesn't give that to us, if we don't get that security that we're looking for, we ready to call him emotionally unavailable. We're wanting to block him and then bounce. (laughs) To sum this up, basically, you decided that if a man can't be your man, then he's not worthy of your time, your energy, and your essence. And this is objectification now. On the surface level, like we do this, we do it regularly. We don't really see like the problem with it. And that's like, that's one of the reasons why we keep doing it. We don't, we don't see that this is an issue. We think that this is normal and this is how things are supposed to go in order to have the relationship that we want in order to be intentional or, or date with purpose. But here's why objectifying uh, men is so problematic. It's because it leads to disconnection. See, when men objectify women, there's also a built-in disconnection there. Like these men are disconnected from the essence and beauty of women because they only want to interact with us for our bodies. They don't care for our mind or our spirit or our soul. They don't care what makes us human outside of our flesh that they're looking at. And the same goes for when we objectify men for commitment or relationships. Because anytime you treat someone like an object to serve your own personal gain, you also have a disregard for their humanity. You have a high level of disregard for their core values, their unique gifts, their personal fascinations and interests, their life principles, their passions, their fears, their insecurities, boundaries, hopes, dreams, way of life. High level of disregard. And we be out here objectifying men causing an energetic disconnection by disregarding their humanity. And then we wonder why men aren't approaching us when we go out. There's an energetic disconnection. We wonder why men, we start dating, like we, we start, they start off pursuing us strong and then they usually end up pulling away. There's an energetic disconnection. 
We wonder why men will spend all of this time with us, but never really truly pursue us for a uh, real commitment. There is an energetic disconnection. We go out on dates. Like we wonder why we go out on dates with healthy, uh, reasonable men and we find ourselves entirely bored with them. There is an energetic disconnection. (laughs) We are energetically disconnected from men and we wonder why we can't make progress dating them. You cannot build healthy, fruitful, forward moving relationships with men as long as you are energetically disconnected from them. Men are not objects, queen. They are created beings of the most high who have intrinsic value in the world. They are layered humans who have fears, desires, passion, and past trauma. They have their own life goals, vision, and mission to execute on. And they are valuable creatures who crave community, love, and intimacy just as much as you do. And so we logically understand men are objects. Like we logically get it. You're like, Tora, I know that they're not objects. Like you logically get it. And you like, we logically intellectually comprehend that men should not be treated in an inhumane way. Like we mentally get it. So why do we do it? Why do we go through our dating lives interacting with men as if it's acceptable? Or for one, with all this logic and intelligence and understanding, you still don't value men. Like we still aren't valuing men because we're so self-indulgent and self-centered about the romance that we want, the love that we want. The marriage that we want, the life that we want for ourselves, what we truly value, (laughs) right? There's, There's so very little room for us to value and show interest in these men when we're only focused on what we want. If it doesn't fit our agenda for what we want, it's like very, very little room to value the men. Okay, so that's number one. We don't value men. Number two, we objectify men because many of us want to fill a void within ourselves. Like we're operating unconsciously and we don't realize this, but there are voids. Because one of the reasons why we're so self-centered in what we want, right, when it comes to a romantic relationship is because we are in desperation to fill these voids, to fill these gaping holes in our lives. And what I mean by holes is like holes can be negative emotions or pain that we aren't processing either from the past or what we're currently going through or what uh, comes from what we think is going to happen in the future. Maybe like these emotions might be fear, anxiety, disappointment, abandonment, and we're not taking responsibility for processing them. And because of that, like there are holes left. There are voids left in our lives and we're like trying to plug it up with the men, right? If I have this man, I won't feel fear, anxiety, disappointment, or abandonment. Holes also are the lack of creation in our lives. Some of us are living a life 
but we're not like we're not truly living it. Like we have life, but we're not living it because we're not creating. So some of us are not creating the goals, like executing on those. And that could look like the career that you desire, right? You stay stuck at this one job because it's all you know, it's what you're familiar with, is what you're comfortable with. So you don't create. Or some of you guys are in a good job, but you're not creating the salary you desire. You know, you're not fighting for that. Some of you are not creating the business that you desire. Right? I talk to a lot of women who are like, yeah, I want to I want to do this. I want to coach. I want to start this business. But excuse, 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 excuse. There's lack of a creation there. The lack of creation of like the health you want to create, the fitness you want to create, the social life you want to create. Like you're not creating what you desire. And so because you are not creating, you distract yourself with men. You use men as a distraction from you avoiding what you really want to create, right? Distracts you from that. And then holes can also be avoiding taking responsibility for our desires. So many of us have desires. The issue is we aren't ready to fulfill the desire ourselves. So we look for men to rescue us. (laughs) We have the desire to be outgoing, but we want the men to come and show up to help us be this way. We have the desire to travel, but we're like, no, like I have to have a man to come in and help me do this. The desire to take new risk. No, you know, I need this man to come in or the desire to ask for what we want. Like, no, I need a man to read my mind (laughs) because I don't want to act like I'm not ready to ask for what I want. I'm not ready to take responsibility for what I want. So I want the man to come in and read my mind and make decisions so I don't have to do it. Those are all holes. And we think that if we fill the holes with the attention of a man, with the leadership of a man or with a relationship, then life would finally be what we want. It would finally be great. The holes would finally be filled. Not realizing that a romantic partner is not here to fill your holes. They are here to be in relationship with you as a whole person, which is why like, Many of us don't realize that there are a lot of women out here objectifying their husbands because they married him to fill the holes. Now, also, this is like the same reason why women like why men objectify women for sex is to fill the holes in their life. Okay, And three, one of the biggest reasons why we objectify men is because we are disconnected from ourselves. When you are disconnected from yourself, it's damn near impossible to form a genuine connection with someone else, especially the opposite sex. And I'm I'm not going to take too much time to explain all of this or to go deep with disconnection. But for the surface level, disconnection looks like you feel like life in the world is always happening to you. Right. Life is happening. Like what's going on in my life? This is happening and this is happening to me and this is happening. Why is this happening to me? And you're not in a state of creating what happens in your life. You're not in a state of what 
of you creating your own world. It's like, oh, this is happening to me. I don't know what to do. Why is this happening to me? Versus like, no, like this is what I'm creating. I created that and I'm going to recreate something else. Disconnection looks like really wanting something, like really having a strong desire, but not like really being clear as to why you truly want it. Like a lot of us want relationships and we don't actually know why we truly want it. Like we'll say things like, well, I'm a relationship kind of person. Like that makes no sense. Right. Or relationships, it has more security. Like, no, that's not true either. Like, why do you truly want it? Um, Disconnection looks like consistently in a state of overwhelm and anxiety and not really knowing exactly why. Like you're always feeling these feelings, but you can't really pinpoint where it's coming from. That's disconnection or like having feelings, um, other feelings, like rarely knowing or understanding why you have them. So when you're disconnected from yourself, you start to treat yourself like an object. You start to treat yourself like a robot. You become hard on yourself. You become very judgmental and very critical of yourself. You don't connect with yourself, which leads to you treating others the same way, which leads you to treating men the same way. And so now you're listening. If you got to this point, you're like hearing some stuff that is really resonating with you. And you're like, wow, I am doing this. All right, Taurus. So how do I stop doing it? Like you telling me what I'm doing. How do I stop? So there's a few ways, but I'm only going to stick with two today because I, I really don't, you know, don't want to overwhelm you, but you can start small here. And here are two things you can do today. The first way is to focus on living in the present moment. This sounds so simple, but most humans have trouble doing this. Many of us can't enjoy men for who they are because we are so focused on what we want our future to look like. We're obsessed and stressed about what our future will look like if we don't hurry up and get the man. The only way that you can enjoy anything, whether it's an ice cream cone, a trip to the beach, or a laugh with a friend, is to just be with that moment. Be there with the ice cream. <laughs> be there on the trip at the beach. Be with the moment. Be in the moment with these men, girl. Be in the moment. The present moment is a true gift from God. The past don't, you know, it doesn't exist anymore. The future don't exist at all. The present moment is the true gift from God. Do not shit on it because you are overcome with fear of the future that you won't have the love that you desire or stuck in the past that you didn't have the love that you desire. Be here. The second way to stop objectifying men or to transform like your relationship with men is to treat dating as your spiritual practice. If you go back and listen to episode four, I share how dating is a spiritual practice 
and how it establishes, develops and deepens your relationship with the most high, which ultimately gets us closer to who we are and the God within us. And one of the things I shared in that episode is instead of us being so laser focused on securing a man and a relationship, if we're going to treat dating like a spiritual practice, our focus is creating fellowship with the opposite sex and building community with men. So this includes building meaningful connections with men, whether you're dating them or not. Right. We're not seeing men as like, can you be my man or not? It's like, hey, you could be my man or my friend or my mentor. Right. Exchanging knowledge, ideas, perspectives, opinions and experiences, not just phone numbers. Right. We're 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 exchanging all the above because we're building fellowship and not trying to progress something along. This includes building trust in the opposite sex through vulnerability and boundaries instead of building walls around your heart. This includes inviting growth opportunities through interacting with men instead of avoiding the growing pains of interacting. This includes being motivated, inspired and supported through ongoing interactions we have with men instead of being drained and disappointed. One of the greatest commandments that we have to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And when we're able to build community with others, especially these men, that's evidence that you are a woman who truly knows how to love her neighbor. And when you love your neighbor, you value them in a way that allows you to connect deeply with them, a deep connection. So that's what I have for you. I hope that this lesson resonated with you and that You enjoyed it and you're open to implementing. And if you did, I would love for you to leave a five star review, write how this has resonated. And yeah, until next time, I'll see you next week. I love you, girl. Bye. If you thought this episode was dope and you learned from it, it would be amazing if you could take a screenshot post and tag me on Instagram at Torsense. I would absolutely love to connect with you over there. And if you're serious about leveling up in your love life, you got to check out Curve to Cuff. It's my 12-week mentorship program for high-achieving women of faith who want to build a rotation of quality men in 90 days or less so they can choose their legacy partner in as early as a year. You can apply to join the next cohort at curvedtocuff.com slash details. That's curved, the number two, cuff.com forward slash details. I love to have you join the next cohort of C2C. And remember, never settle because you have choices. Choose how you want to love, choose who you want to date, and always choose to date with sense.